Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to today's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. We're excited you're here for today's episode, like we are every single episode. And our mission here at Church Leadership Podcast is to encourage and equip church leaders and local church to be disciples and make disciples. And we believe today's conversation is really going to help you do that. And so we're thankful you're here. Before we get to the conversation, though, I want to remind you to make sure to go subscribe to the podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're listening on your favorite podcast listening app, we want to make sure you don't miss a single episode. And if you're like me, you really only listen to podcasts you subscribe to. So make sure you do that. Now, here's today's conversation. Well, everybody, we are glad to have another episode where Mark and I get to talk with somebody that we are very interested in their story, and we know you will too. So we're glad this week to have a special guest, Matt Daniels. Matt serves as the campus minister at the University of North Alabama in Florence, Alabama. And uh, Matt, we're just going to jump right in, and we want to hear about your story, a little bit about your story and about uh, ministry to college students and and about disciple making. So we're going to talk about a lot of things today. We're glad to have you on the podcast. No, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. I mean, I've been listening to it for a few months now, and it's encouraged me, even though, you know, my context necessarily in, in the church, right? But we are all of the body of Christ, and it helps me to know, too, what churches are going through. So as we plug our college students into the local church, because we tell them all the time, we're not your church, get in a local church. Um, and so I'm excited to be on and uh, just chat with you guys about just all the Lord's up to in this generation. Awesome. Well, we, we are really excited to hear the story. And so I, I, I'll be honest, I've been cheating a little bit because I get updates all the time about what's going on at U, UNA because of my relationship with the State Board of Missions. So Matt, just share with us a little bit about what God's doing, because he's obviously up to something at BCM at UNA. So tell me a little bit about, uh, about what he's been doing the last few months. And really, since COVID, I guess, because it's unique, because UNA has a little more access than other places. But tell us a little bit about what God's doing. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to back it up to when COVID hit, if that's okay. Because when, when COVID hit in the spring of 2020, we were probably running about 40, 50 students strong consistently in our weekly worship service, involved in our Bible studies, those kind of things. And when COVID hit, UNA put the guidelines in place, but we were really the least restrictive university in the state. So that allowed us to continue to do ministry in such uncertain times with college students who are just starving to get out of their place of residence, right, where they have been stuck for so long. And so since that time, since spring of 2020, um, we have seen 25 college students through the BCM give their life to Christ. And we've gone awesome. from 40 to 50 weekly meeting to now we're averaging 165 students weekly meeting. Um, and we have 24 discipleship groups meeting every week. Those discipleship groups are five students and it's student to student discipleship where literally they're just engaging in God's word, holding each other accountable, just doing those things weekly, talking through whatever it is they're walking through. And so what we've seen by that is just a renewed energy in our students to say, hey, who is it on this mission field of my campus? If you see me waving my hand in this direction, it's because campus is literally right here <laughs> next to my shoulder. 
that's our mission field. Our, our statement here at UNABCM is be faithful to Christ and faithful to campus, right? If I'm faithful to Christ first, if I love him with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength, I'm going to love my campus. It will be a natural overflow of the intimacy that I have with God. And so we're seeing that where I have a student call me and he's like, yo, I just shared the gospel with somebody who's an honor student with me. And like, he didn't accept, but he was like, open to it. We're going to start meeting. Like those things are happening regularly because our students simply just love God. They've fallen in love with him. They've seen it. Once the pandemic ripped everything away to where all they had was Jesus Christ, they now say, okay, what can I do with that? And so we're seeing that and just that that's been the renewed. And this semester, you know, that growth that I told you with those numbers, a lot of that's happened this semester. I mean, it's blown my mind. I was not, I was anticipating growth, but not this kind of growth. Um, And it's definitely a a God-sized thing that's happening right now. Man, that's so refreshing to hear. Uh, a lot of people have complained about all of the negative effects of COVID and how, you know, a lot of people are struggling to to understand what do we do with what has happened and, and where we're headed. But God has basically dropped opportunity right there in the lap of churches and in the Baptist campus ministry in Florence, Alabama, to be able to lead students to Christ and disciple them well and to engage them into mission. So that's that's very exciting. It, we're always, always encouraged to know that God is at work. And it may not be in our local church, but God is building his church and his kingdom. And we're, we're thankful to hear that's happening there. So what I want to ask you, with everything great that's going on, what are you seeing right now in in ways, I know everybody's listening. They're probably thinking as a leader in the local church, how can I get some of this special sauce, this this silver bullet? How can how can we, you know, infuse this into the life and ministry of our church so that we get this expansive, explosive growth? And that's not what I'm going to ask you, believe it or not. What I'm going to ask you is, how would you recommend a church engage students, uh, specifically college students, if they have college students in their church or in their area, how would you encourage a church to engage them? Two things jump right out of, out of my head. The one we'll, we'll go with the obvious speak truth to them, like literal truth. Don't beat around it. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't stay on the surface. Go deeper. Yes. Everything you hear in the media, right? You're talking about not just the negative of COVID, but the negative of this generation, right? Generation Z, how they're addicted to their phones, all these different things. Yes. Those things are true. We see those things, but what I'm seeing more than anything is this generation of students, they've spent their whole life, 18, 19, 20 years old, being told truth can be whatever you want it to be, mm-hmm. right? Truth is relative. It's you do you, right? It's, it's up to you. And honestly, They are tired of that because they realize how empty that is. So literally we have stripped everything. We don't do like, I don't title my sermons, anything cute. I just title it what the passage says, right? Like it's just, let me give you the truth of the matter and let God work in you in that. Because the, the, the part of this too, with giving them truth is you're treating them like adults. You've got to treat them like adults. They're not in youth anymore. They don't want that, right? They're not seeking that superfluous stuff. They want the truth and they want to be treated like adults. So do those things, right? And that kind of leads to the second thing that I always think about is be genuine, be who you are. They, they Listen, this generation can spot a fraud a mile away. Mm. And if they smell any ounce of fraudulence, they're not coming. They will not give you the light of day, right? Mm. You just got to be exactly who you are, be unapologetic in that, right? Our students know I will tell them when I screw up, I am vulnerable with them. Like 
but they also know like this type of energy that I'm giving you guys, this is who I am. When you see me, I'm coming full speed ahead. There's I, there, it's all gas, no brakes, right? Like that's why I mess up a lot of times because I'm just going full speed ahead and not looking for directions. And so, um, but with our students, they know that that's who I am and that's what I'm getting. And that's not bragging on me. I'm just seeing the, the heart of when we're genuine with students, man, that's how you grow. I've been asking students this semester, Hey, describe RBCM in one word. And multiple of them have been saying genuine. And that's why I say that that's not bragging on us. It's just what I'm hearing from them. They just want that genuine connection, that genuine relationship. And that's where they're going to plug in. Right. And so if you're talking about in a church setting, how can we minister? It's those two things. Just speak truth. Don't feel like you got to be cute, artsy, creative. No, just be who God's created you to be as your local body and just be genuine in that approach. And obviously give them opportunity to serve this. They, they want to explore things. They want to um, do those things with folks. And so let them serve, let them explore those callings, you know, have somebody with them to mentor them. But that's really what they're looking for. They want that wisdom. They want that opportunity you know, and free food never hurts. Like, <laughs> feed their stomachs and you get their hearts. I that's, mean, it's just a real thing. That's right. That That is our motto for college ministry, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just want to echo what you said, man. I think that authenticity, that genuineness, the, the speaking truth, I think that's so refreshing for a lot of people watching and listening because we've been told for a long time, that to reach uh, a younger generation, you've got to change everything and you've got to, you know, but that's just not true. It's probably never been true, but it's certainly not true. Now, you know, Andy and I both, we have children who are college students. And so we can, we can speak to that, the the craving and the desire for truth and, and genuineness, but really what you're talking about is relationship. And you mentioned it a couple of times. I mean, and that's anybody at any age, right? I mean, everybody wants a relationship that's real, that's genuine, a connection. And, and I think that is so true for college students. You know, I've been working with the BCM here in Birmingham um, for the last three years, and, and I've found that. I mean, you know, I, I went in, I'll be honest, I went in thinking I've got to be the hip and cool guy, right, if I'm going to reach college. I just went in, and we talked about tough things from the Bible, tough questions, and it was crazy. They were like, oh, yeah, this is what we want. And so I was like, okay, uh, I guess I don't have to be somebody I'm not. So um, let me ask this. Uh, you know, Andy asked you about college students, you know, in church and local church. Obviously, we all want college students in our churches. Uh, but I think one, I guess, one kind of light bulb that went off for us about three or four years ago was, you know, we, we live – eight minutes from one of the largest college campuses in our state. Mm -hmm. And there are literally tens of thousands of students in our area that uh, attend that university or some other university. And there are thousands of students all around us that don't know Christ. And I I wanted to ask you, because you have a unique position to answer this, and you've talked about it a little bit already, but in 2022, um, the way to reach college students for Christ, I think is a little bit different maybe than 2012 and 2002 and certainly beyond that. So what are, what are some ways that you're finding are effective in reaching these students that come on campus that don't know Christ? Maybe they grew up in church, maybe they didn't, but what are some ways you're finding effective to reaching them for Christ? Yeah, I think one of the big ways is, is going where they are, right? Like the, 
college students when they come to campus, they're going to get plugged into something outside of just, yes, you're going to have the small group that they're just going to class. They got to work a full-time or part-time job to put themselves through. So they're, they're commuters, right? They're in and out. But the majority of the students are going to get plugged into something, sports, marching band, Greeks, honor society, et cetera, et cetera, right? The clubs in their major. And so you've got to go to them. You've got to go to where they are. Um, I see that a lot of times, right? I mean, we talked about seeing campus as a mission field, but it really is. If you look at the numbers, you can safely assume that north of 70% of a college campus, even let's just talk state of Alabama, this is state of Alabama, right? North of 70% are lost. And you can safely assume somewhere around 88% of the college campus is not living in a right relationship with God, right? So if you look at it by the numbers, that's an unreached people group. IMB would consider the University of North Alabama an unreached people group, right? And so treat it that way, right? If this is an unreached people group, then let me just go and be on campus. Let me just hang out and get to know them and meet them in their context, right? So we do things like with the marching band, when they're in band camp, we host them in our building for lunch, but then in the afternoon, we go every afternoon and give them popsicles. And all we're doing is hanging out with them for 20, 25 minutes, giving them a popsicle when it's 107 degrees outside and they've been out there all day long, right? And the band stops for 20 minutes and gives us time to interact with them and build relationships with them and say, hey, we love you. We don't, whatever you're going through, we love you, right? To uh, partner with the local church and, and rent a shaved ice truck and take that to the football team, right? We did that with the international students as well. Um, and we took it to one of the international student events, right? Going to them, we fed the cross-country team by going out in the morning. We took them breakfast after they finished running 900 miles because they're weird and they do that, right? I mean, just taking it in their context, right, and meeting them where they are then allows us to build those relationships, earn their trust, right, to then, honestly, like, I'm going to use a, a word here that's kind of uh, a common word on a university campus, but a safe space for them to ask their questions. This generation has questions that they want to ask, but they're literally terrified to ask mm -hmm. because they don't know who they can trust. They don't know what they're going to get in return. And so you've got to let them ask their questions and you've got to listen to learn, not listen to respond. That's I've good. learned more when I listen to learn where these students are and what they're walking through, then I know how to seek from scripture how to respond to their great need, right? I mean, and sometimes that may mean you go, like last Thursday, I went, one of our fraternities was on campus. They raised money for their philanthropy by you donating and you get to throw eggs at the fraternity brothers, right? Like that's how they raise money. And this was a fraternity I've never been able to engage with. They've never opened their door to me. I heard they were doing it. I was like, I'm gonna go. So I went over there and for 20, 25 minutes, I just hung out with these dudes. And I'll be honest, they spoke like I was a fraternity brother. It was not wholesome. It was not clean, right? They were just being who they are. But what it did was build a relationship to where then at the end I could say, hey, guys, I'd love to connect with you further. Let's grab lunch, come to our worship service, Monday night, seven o'clock, right? To open those doors. But it first went by, I just go, throw eggs, hang out, listen to them, don't insert anything too much. And then when the opportunity came, say, hey, by the way, this is who I am. This is what I would love to offer you. Um, and so then do that. And you never know what they're going to ask you. They may ask you a question that you go, uh, give them that answer, right? Don't feel like you got to come up with something. There are students who ask me questions that I go, I'm going to need some time to figure this out. Let me explore it. I want you to continue to explore it and let's meet back in a week, mm -hmm. right? You got to be direct with them. Even like I'm saying, when you speak truth to them, that same thing too. Hey, if you're going to follow up with them, go ahead and schedule it. 
remind them they need reminders. They will move on to the latest and greatest thing, right? So if you say, hey, let's meet Tuesday at 2, when it's Monday at 2, you better remind them, hey, I've got you down tomorrow at 2 o'clock. We still good? Like, you got to stay on them. But when you do that, it's going to build that relationship to where, like the freshman guy we had get saved about a month ago, he was really struggling with believing that Jesus could be fully God and fully man. Mm. He could not wrap his logical mind around that concept, right? Which is probably a real struggle we've all probably dealt with at some point in our life, right? So it's real. And he just kept saying, I need more proof. I need more proof, right? Well, what he began to realize is that as he was coming to the BCM, as he got involved in a local church here in the Shoals, everywhere he looked, he saw proof that Jesus is real. And although he couldn't logically explain that Jesus is fully God and fully man, he sat right here behind me in a chair. He said, Matt, I'm willing to jump off the diving board and not check for water because it seems like the right thing to do. Because wow. everywhere I look, I see God. Hmm. We know why he saw God was just because God's people were being real and living that out every day, everywhere they saw him. And they were praying for him. I mean, we probably had 20, 25 of our students praying for this young man to come to know Christ. It was actually really cool. He walks out of my office. And he looks and suddenly he realizes those people who are praying for him were waiting for him to come out to know what happened. Right. And his older brother was one of those. And in the, our BCM is loud. OK, we're, we're a fun bunch. It's normally really, really loud in here, especially after a Monday night worship service. This was Monday night at like 1030 a few weeks ago. He walks out. He embraces his older brother. And in our BCM, all you can hear are those two tearfully sobbing. Mm. And then you look around and all those students who had prayed for him were also crying. And then they ended up ordering Domino's and having a pizza party because they said, if they're partying in heaven, we can party here. Uh, <laughs> so we let them do it. Um, but that, that that's just what I think of when you talk about reaching mm-hmm. college students is just be who you are, but you got to go to where they are and be willing to sit there, right? Like Jesus did with Zacchaeus. What did he do? He didn't stop at the tree. He said, I'm coming to your house, right? And I think that's just such a great example for us too, especially with this generation of college students. Go where they are. And more often than not, they're going to return the favor. They'll come to you. Hmm. Speaking coming to us, uh, you know, we know the mission of the local church is to reach the lost and make disciples who make disciples. And, and we, we know, based on what you've said so far, we don't need to fool around. You know, we need to recognize the urgency of us reaching these students. So we've talked a lot about being genuine in reaching these students and being honest in reaching these students. But tell us for just a minute, Matt, not just what our churches can offer these students who are in college who wanted to be treated like adults, but how can our churches benefit from these students serving in our churches? How can, how can our churches benefit from us actually seeing these young men and young women who are college students, who are disciples of Jesus, as somebody who is not the leader of the church in the future, but an opportunity for somebody to use their spiritual gifts to serve and and help in our local church now? I think one thing you're going to see is the energy they will bring. It will be a natural energy that is positive, that's full of joy, that's full of that kind of youthful, I'm going to say youthful ignorance carefully in case there is a college student listening to this. I'm not calling you ignorant, but it's that like, cool, I'm in, let's do this. Let's figure it out together. Um, But they're going to push you too. They're going to see some things and they, most of them will be willing at some point to at least come to the leader they're serving under and go, Hey, why are we doing it this way? Hey, could we try this? Like they're going to give you their ideas. Um, and, and that doesn't mean you have to do them, but you've created that space for them to try those things and to be willing to 
reach out and let them serve in that and explore those callings, right? To where you never know. Like we have a young man who literally 18 months ago was saved. First time in his life comes to know Christ. And today we'll tell you he's called to be a pastor. What you're going to see is they're going to quickly grab a hold of it. And God's going to, I mean, it will move quickly in their life, right? And, and because they're hungry. And, and I think what they'll do, you talk about for the church, it'll become contagious, right? When If you hang around them long enough and you realize how hungry they are and how quickly they're growing and how much they're yearning for that, then they're going to want, you're going to just jump on board and want to follow it with them um, and do some of the things that they do and hang out with them. But what you'll see too is if you can get one college student who loves the Lord and loves their campus, they're not going to come alone, mm-hmm. right? So for your church, what they're going to be is they're going to be natural growth catalysts for you. They're, this generation does not like to do anything alone. That's right. right. Unless they're just super introverts. They're still those super introverts that love their dark room and their warm blankets. Okay. And that's fine. Let them be introverted. They're wonderful people. They serve well. Right. But for the most part, they're not going to come alone. Right. They'll bring their friends. But then eventually, if they're from out of town, they're going to bring their parents. Right. They're going to bring that parental figure in their life. And now what you're realizing with the college student, you're not just reaching the campus, you're reaching a home. Right. Or if there's an international student that you can get and build a relationship with, you're now potentially raising up a missionary to send back to a country. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, now you're talking about the global kingdom of God really being affected by you as a church, just being faithful, praying for college students, loving on them and letting them come and insert themselves into your church body. Don't feel like, man, my college ministry has got to look like this square. No, no, no. Your college ministry needs to look like your college students right? And let it feed off of that, right? We've got various college ministries here in Florence that all meet on Wednesday nights. You can go to one college service that's a full-blown worship service, right? Band, lights, pastor, right? Invitation every week. And then you can go to another one where they literally just sit in a big circle in a room and they go verse by verse. They just go word for word and they're diving into the Greek and the Hebrew and they're <laughs> discussing that, right? I mean, but each church is doing what fits their context, right? Mm-hmm. And the students get to find that context that works for them, that God challenges in them. I mean, I had two different college ministers call me on Thursday. Hey, we had salvations last night. Mm-hmm. They did it two very different ways, and they're four miles apart, right? But God is using that, equipping those churches and allowing those students to plug in. And so I think that's just what you gain is you gain that energy, you gain that multiplication just naturally, but then you just gain people who are just eager to learn. They're eager to serve. They just want to sit under some people, right? Like to our churches, like one of the best thing our senior adults can do is serve in a college ministry. You don't realize how much they yearn for wisdom from senior adults, those relationships, especially if they're from home, right? They get to be with grandma and grandpa, right? Like I mean, we had some people cook chicken stew for our guys, guys and girls last Friday night. And a girl came up to me and she goes, this is the first home cooked meal I've had since I left home. She was like, I feel like I'm at home again. Right. It's just chicken stew, man. Like how easy was it for those church people to make chicken stew? Right. But what you gain now is a soft heart and a young lady who says, I feel at home. Now, how can I give back? Right. So I think that's what you see in the college students. And I'm seeing, we're seeing that statewide talk to any of our campus ministers and i think i feel pretty confident in saying they will tell you those same things that they're seeing across the board 
Yeah, no doubt. And I, 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 mean, I can testify to that. We started with one college student um, because we connected with the BCM and, mm-hmm. uh, and she started attending. And we've got a whole lot more than that now. Uh, yeah. but it's because you're right. They don't do it alone. And here's a cool story. I just want to uh, finish with this. There's a, there's a guy who, who started attending. He doesn't even attend our church. We have our college ministry. We call it coffee house. It's Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. And uh, he started attending the BCM lunch that we do on Wednesdays. And then he started coming on Thursday nights. <clears throat> new, new believer, right? He, he just came to Christ last year and um, his theology is not quite there yet, but, but, you know, we're, we're trying to disciple him a little bit, but here's what he knows. He knows that God's doing something around him. And so mm-hmm. um, our, our college uh, pastor is also our student pastor. And so he, he hears about the student ministry through him and he was so burdened about the reaching students for Christ, even though he's a new believer, he went out and got this new um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game, bought it and donated it. New believer, college, you know, kid donated it to the student ministry. I mean, that's kind of the thing that can happen when they see the, the, the passion and vision. And I would say it's like Brian Croft, you know, was on this podcast uh, three years ago and, and he really inspired me in our approach to college ministry. And he says, you know, it doesn't matter if our church grows numerically or not, we're going to, we're going to equip and train and export people. And that's kind of what our approach is. I tell our college students, you know, whether you're here for four years or four days or longer, we're going to pour into you and we're going to send you whenever God calls you, if he does, or if you stay here, that's great too. But anyway, Matt, thank you so much, man. Thank, thank you for your passion for college students and for Christ and uh, for sharing a little bit of that. Uh, with us and your approach and what God's doing there. We, we appreciate it. And I know that, that people watching and listening have been encouraged and equipped and uh, to better be disciples and to make disciples. So thanks so much for joining. No, thanks for having me. And appreciate you guys. Like I said, what you're doing and I appreciate our churches and their love for college ministry. Uh, I was just talking with some of my colleagues before I hopped on this and we really see a fresh move on the college campus. And so I, I just want to encourage all the church folks out there, don't listen to all the negative stuff you're hearing about this generation, right? They are hungry. They're searching. God's stirring. And, and, and you said it, Andy, right? They're the church leaders of tomorrow, but they can also help you be the church leaders of today, right? And they want to do that. They just don't know how. So show them the way, love on them, give them a, a slice of pizza or a cheeseburger, uh, maybe a t-shirt or two. And I promise you'll watch God's kingdom just radically multiply whether they go from lost to dis- save, save to disciple or disciple to sin, wherever they are in that spectrum, it, you'll see God's kingdom at work. Amen. Well, Matt, thank you. Thank you for sharing about what God's doing in your life and in the ministry there in North Alabama. And we pray he continues just to, to bless you guys as you seek to, to reach people with the gospel and make disciples. So thank you for being here with us today. For sure. Thank you. And for the rest of you, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. 